This podcast is brought to you by the Binge Watchers Mafia. You can follow us on iTunes for other podcasts like this one. You can also subscribe to our blog, bingewatchersmafia.blogspot.com, and follow us on Twitter at BWMafia. Hello, listeners, to a special episode here on the Binge Watchers Mafia. I'm Frank Malafrante here with Ankit Singh. And Ankit has a problem that he needs some help working through. So I'm going to play as therapist, and we're going to work through these issues. It's a severe issue because I feel like I'm on the wrong side of history, and it's about basketball, which is by far my favorite sport, and it's about the three-point line, which is my favorite part of basketball. So I'm just all kinds of fucked up. Hmm. It really is not a good look for me. So my basic issue is I don't like the Golden State Warriors. And what's worse is I don't like that I don't like the Golden State Warriors. Because I should like the Golden State Warriors, right? If you've ever seen me play basketball, that's the kind of basketball I can get behind. But I just don't like them. And I, I don't know why. That's why I need you. That's why I need our listeners to, you know, maybe tell me what I'm, what, where my logic is flawed. Because I just, I just don't like them. Is, is that okay? Is that all right? So this problem, these Golden State Warriors, they make you feel bad. Okay, let me just see how this story started. So I'm a huge LeBron James fan. And before that, I was a huge Allen Iverson fan. Interesting. And the the way they played basketball was it was a lot of one-on-ones and it was just a lot of, you know, individual efforts. And these are both guys that never really had especially when LeBron was in Cleveland the first time, they, he never had like the help that other people had, right? And he still managed to accomplish a lot of things. Like he made the finals in 07, Iverson did it in 01. And obviously they both didn't win, but just to watch that, and they were able to do so much just by themselves against, you know, great teams like the Shaq and Kobe Lakers and, you know, the Spurs, probably the greatest uh, dynasty ever since Showtime Lakers, probably. Um, so it's it's just hard for me to see LeBron go down to the Golden State Warriors, who, quite frankly, are a really good team, obviously. Like, they're very good, but they just, in my mind, they shouldn't be because they're just able to do certain things that I've never seen before. So maybe it's a lot of denial, but I, my biggest problem is with their best player, supposedly, in Steph Curry. Steph Curry has, I, I, I have no idea, but he has the best team around him that I've frankly ever seen. He doesn't have to play any defense, number one. Nobody ever talks about how bad Steph Curry's defense is. And... He's just able, and he has someone on his team who is maybe 2% worse at three-point shooting than he is in Klay Thompson. So defense can never just hone in on him like they could on a LeBron or an Iverson or a Kobe. And you can't really just stop Steph Curry because then Klay Thompson gets a lot of looks. And, you know, Harrison Barnes, not a terrible three-point shooter either. So it's, it's just... So aggravating to watch these guys win because they have, you know, their slogan is strength in numbers. And it's just like, even if you stop Clay Thompson and Steph Curry, 
you've got, you know, Andre Iguodala, who hits threes from time. Draymond fucking Green, who I also hate. Who I probably should like, but I also hate. It's just, you know, he starts hitting threes. And then you get Sean Livingston, who's unguardable because he's a six-foot-six point guard or something. And he's being guarded by, like, guys like Kyrie Irving, you know. And they can't guard him. He's given, they're giving up six inches, and he can hit, get to his spots in the mid-range. And it's just such a talented team. And I feel like Steph Curry gets all the credit. Like, it's never like, oh, the war. Like, you know, obviously the Warriors get credit, but it's like Steph Curry's in conversation for best player in the world, best shooter ever, all this of Curry's. And I, I just don't buy it. I just don't think he's that good. So are you mad at the Golden State Warriors? Are you mad at Steph Curry? Or are you really mad at your mother? I mean, probably all three, right? I mean, it, it, I don't know where it started from. Why? I'm just mad at LeBron. You know who I'm mad at? I'm mad at LeBron James. What did LeBron do? Because he's supposed to be better than this. He right? he's played he played amazing on Monday. Right. I mean, we should let people know we're recording this right before Game Six of the NBA Finals, right? Yes. It's aggravating. In that he is probably the best player I've ever seen, right? I was I didn't really watch Michael, and I'm sure I would have been a huge Michael fan if I had seen Michael. But even Michael Jordan had like a really really good supporting cast, right? Is that true? Is that not true? Yeah, yeah. Like he had Scottie Pippen, who was probably the only player in the league who could, you know, guard him one on one on his own team. Like imagine if LeBron had Kawhi Leonard on his team. Huh, yeah. Right? Yeah. Or not even Kawhi Leonard. Like, the, I mean, the Cavs could have gotten Kawhi Leonard because he was drafted so late. But even Andre Iguodala. Like, those are the only two people in the league who I think could kind of guard LeBron 101. Kawhi more than Andre Iguodala. But still, like, that's what Jordan had, right? And Steph Curry has Iguodala. He has Draymond Green. He has Klay Thompson. He has Harrison Barnes. He has Sean Livingston. I mean, it just goes on and on and on. It's like these are guys that are – they can – they're ma- – they have good matchups every time, you know, they they step on the court. They have like three guys, guys at three positions who are better than the people on the other team. Like it's crazy, and it's all Steph Curry this and Steph Curry that, and also his recent shoes suck. Have you seen those? <laughs> I have. Those are horrendous. Those are grandpa shoes. If Steph so, Curry, what are, what are the Golden State Warriors like? when Steph Curry doesn't play or doesn't play well? Well, they're similar. Do they score like they do when he's on the court? Like, do they have the same punch? They don't have the same punch. No, Steph Curry, to me, is the ultimate, you know, he's like, if, if it's a Sunday, he is the whipped cream with the cherry and the syrup. That's what he is. He's not the base for what the Warriors are built on. He's just everything on top. Well, some would say that makes the Sunday. I would say that, you know, the ice cream and the banana and, like, all the stuff in the middle makes the Sunday. My point is Steph Curry can have a bad game and the Warriors can still win by 15, right? LeBron has a bad game. Very few of his teams win. Like, he carries the load of every team he's ever played on on his shoulders through his fault or, you know, I don't know if it's his fault or the organization's fault, but he always has much more to do. His usage rate is the highest in NBA history. So it's, 
that's why I I just don't have as much respect for Steph Curry as I should. LeBron is someone that I would like to get on my couch. I have a couple <laughs> things that I'd like to ask him. Yeah. Do you think he has a compulsion to create teams that cannot function unless he plays at a high level? Because he keeps doing it. And we all know that LeBron James is the general manager of Cleveland. Yeah, that's true. Um, well, he played with D-Wade, right? Yes. And Dwayne Wade was... At, at Dwayne Wade's peak, he was probably you know one of the best players in the game. Right. Yeah. And now he has Kyrie Irving. Right. And what always seems to happen with LeBron is I think he focuses a lot of his GM prowess on getting good offensive players and not enough GM prowess on getting good defensive players. You know what I mean? Yeah. He never seems because he just thinks like if he's on defense, he'll be able to lock down a good player and he'll be able to guard the opposing team's best player many times that's true but against teams like the spurs and the warriors who move the ball so fluidly and who have so many shooters and they play in transition so well it's just hard for them to keep you know it's hard for one man to keep up with that so i think that's his biggest flaw i don't think he sees defensively like defensive uh he doesn't judge players as much on defense as he does on offense which I don't think I've ever said before, but I think that that might be what it is, because he his teams are never that great defensively. I think one year in Miami they were the best defense in the NBA, and that you know they still needed seven games to beat the Spurs. So also, I see. Go ahead. Also, how good are the Golden State Warriors? They're supposed to be the greatest team ever, and Oklahoma City, who won 20 less games in the regular season, took them to seven games. Right, and if the Cavs win tonight, they take them to seven games. How great is this team? Like, they—they're not the greatest of all time. They're—I'm not saying Jordan's Bulls, you know, didn't lose games in the playoffs. They did, but they never went to the seventh game in any of their series. And I, I think, think the 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 Warriors have been exposed. That the Warriors have weaknesses. They yeah. are a poor rebounding team, and they yes. cannot control the paint. They have a hard time against athletic players that can take them to the to the hole. Right. They have a hard time boxing out because they're trying to play small. So if they have like aggressive rebounders that can do damage against them, uh, they have trouble. And we've seen that over and over again. And then players like Draymond get frustrated because they want to play like they're seven foot five, but he's not. So they, they and they're exposed by the fact that they have a hard time if they don't make threes because of the fact that they're not they they play small they have a hard time playing physically if they're not right. making threes then the defense can collapse in the paint and they have a lot of trouble scoring so they can seem very anemic at times when they're supposed to be this high powered offense so they can still have weaknesses to like very athletic players you know, like they really, even though they're the, you know, Draymond and Iguodala, two of the 10 best defenders in the game, they still couldn't guard Durant and Westbrook. Right. They just couldn't. Well, they just couldn't. You, yeah, no one can really yeah, guard Yeah, they just can't guard right? them. There's just nothing like, you can do, right? So you have to score the ball. 
you have to have a lot of chances. So they're having troubles on offensive rebounds and defensive rebounds. But you're the patient here. So there's a couple different issues. You don't like the way the Golden State Warriors play. You don't like that Steph Curry gets so much attention. And you don't like that LeBron is losing again. Maybe. Well, Potentially losing. Steph Curry's a two-time MVP. The first MVP he won should have gone to James Harden. I want that. I will go on the record. Okay. For the, for the 2014 to 2015 season, the MVP should have been James Harden. That, that that to me, there's nothing anyone can say that you know tells me otherwise. I think they won maybe three more games than uh, the Warriors. It might have been a little more, but it should have been James Harden. So he, in my mind, he only has one MVP. And this year he averaged 30. Fuck it, you know? He averaged 30. His team won 73 games. Can't knock him. Best player, best team. Give him the award. No problem with that. But he shouldn't have won it last year. So let's start here. Do you think that the Golden State Warriors are changing basketball, quote-unquote? They're changing rec league ball. They're changing high school ball. They're changing college ball. They are not changing the NBA. It is kind of a culmination of everything that's, you know, ever since the three-point line was brought in, people, I don't think, ever really used it right. And they've started to use it more, but it's a, they, and you see it really clearly when they're not hitting every single shot. A lot of their shots are bad. Like, they are bad shots, right? And you, see, you really begin to see it when they get cocky. When they get to that point where they're so cocky that they can hit every three, that they stop playing defense. And here's why Steph Curry is struggling right now in the finals. If you watched him last year, when he wasn't that good anyway in the finals. Also, that's another problem I have with Steph Curry. He doesn't play well in the finals when ever, literally everyone was watching. Is He was really good at when people came out on him driving to the basket and finishing at the rim, which he just can't do right now. And maybe he's hurt, so uh, you know he has an excuse or an explanation there. But he doesn't cut anymore. He doesn't get those easy baskets that he used to. And partially due to health, but partially because I think they're getting cocky. Because I think they think he can hit, you know, 50% or over on contested threes in pressurized moments. Which, over as long as I've watched the game, isn't true. It's just not something that happens for a prolonged period of time. You can Anyone can get hot. J.R. Smith can hit with you know, hit a three with the game on the line and three people in his face doesn't mean that's a good shot. You know what I mean? Well, if he makes 40%, would you say that he's taking good shots? I mean, in those moments? No. Look, Steph, any three Steph Curry takes is a good shot. Okay. Right. It's good and to I hear you say that. Yeah. It's, You're it's making progress. Shot. Yeah, it's a, it's a good shot, but it's a good shot in that if in a – in a vacuum, it's a good shot, right? You hit 40%. But if you can get – it's not better than an uncontested layup on a cut is what I'm saying. It's not a better shot. 40% from three is not better than an uncontested layup where you have a chance to get fouled, even you know, in, in a crowd where he throws those floaters up because I think he's really good. You know, He's pretty good at finishing at the rim as well. He is. Or, he just, uh, it's just very tough to do that when there's so many guys flying at him when every time he goes into the basket, into the, the lane. And he's getting also, knocked around. 
maybe see everything can what before we continue talking is he hurt or isn't he hurt which am i supposed to believe because that always throws a wrench in everything you know it's been difficult yeah i don't think you can say that he's hurt he's not hurt that badly if he's not at 100 percent, i think people would say that no one's at 100 percent at this point in the season right no one is everyone is 85 percent healthy who's on the court right now yes because so it's a long season, is, is they he play a lot of minutes. Is he below 85%? I don't think so. Okay, so let's go off that. So then he is at the same place where everyone else is, and I'm going to judge him based off that. Right? I don't think he could be effective going to the rim right now. I don't think that he could do that with Tristan Thompson and LeBron James standing there. Well, like, they were there last year. He did it last year. Run the tape for the finals last year. He, he destroyed them in the paint. So have they made adjustments? Maybe. I, I, I don't know what adjust- – they're doubling him a lot more. But nothing – I haven't seen Steph Curry beat. Listen, Steph Curry's getting the same defense ever since they started, you know, 26-0 and 0 this year. Like, people want to stop him, and they haven't been able to. But in the playoffs, they have been able to. You saw that with Oklahoma City. You see that again with uh, Cleveland. They've been able to – like – and I have a really big problem because if he doesn't play well tonight, Golden State A can still win, and two years back-to-back, he will not have won the finals MVP. Isn't that a part of being the best player on the best team, winning finals MVP? Can you imagine if Pippen won a, you know, a finals MVP instead of Jordan, how that would change his legacy a bit? I come from, you know, my, my degree is, is in baseball, so I always try to take the long view, but basketball is a sort of more of a performance day-to-day kind of sport because it's easier to – you have more control over the game than you do in baseball. Right, because it's five people. Because it's five people and pitching is so – you know, pitching and hitting is so random. Right. The, you know, shot – you know, basketball shots are not really very random. You kind of right. shoot them and then how well you shot them determines whether they go in or not. And there's really right. no other aspects to it than that. So is Steph Curry hurt is kind of one of those things where he says he's not hurt. So unless he says he's hurt, we can't give him the benefit of the doubt. Say so he's then he's hurt. as healthy as everyone else out there. I, the yeah, I, I, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I believe what you're saying that maybe he's not as quick as he was last year because of this knee injury. But he hasn't shown me that he could – that he can do it. So I don't know if it's his knee or not, but he hasn't right. shown me that he can drive and neither and also, has Clay Thompson. Yeah. They, they're not getting any layups. Right. Have you noticed how like the media just swarms around him, whichever way, like they, they protect him, which is something that LeBron who is, who will go down a greater player than Steph Curry will in my mind, because if Steph Curry is having injury issues at 28, you know, you're not going to get healthier. LeBron was never hurt. I think he was out for one season, maybe. He missed 16 games in his entire career. And he, Steph Curry, when he's playing well, he's the be- they say he's the best player in the world. They, they show him doing the shimmy. They show him celebrating. You know, they show his daughter. And all, all these other things are going well for him. When he's playing poorly, you know, they talk about, is he hurt? Is he this? The, the, the media just comes up with excuses for him, which is 
Not the way it's supposed to go. You read five articles on ESPN, three or four of them will mention that there's some ongoing injury. Two of them will say he's going to have surgery as soon as, you know, the season's over. I'm like, who gives a shit? This, it's the same knee that he went off for 37 points against, you know, game six um, against the Thunder, game six or game seven, right? Also, another point, Clay Thompson's hit 11 threes game six in, uh, against the Thunder, and he's the reason they're in, you know, they're still in the playoffs. Does he get a lot of credit for that? I don't think so. It's just things like that where they, people want – they kind of will Steph Curry's greatness into existence, and they make it more so th- than it actually is. So if you could wave a magic wand and solve this problem that you have, how would you do it? You want to know how? You know what I would love to see? I want to see if I really wanted to measure – two players great. Put Steph Curry on the Philadelphia 76ers and see how far they go. Because I don't think they make the playoffs. Put LeBron James on the Philadelphia 76ers. They're playing for the conference championship. With the same roster. Just LeBron. You swap out their 14th player for Steph Curry or LeBron. So LeBron's worth 40 games and Steph Curry's worth LeBron's worth a conference championship in the East. Steph Curry isn't. Steph Curry, if you put Steph Curry on Denver, how far do they go? You put Steph Curry on Minnesota, how far do they go? It's always difficult because so much of basketball is about fit. Like, players can play much better. Like, clearly Steph Curry is a good fit for what the Golden State Warriors are trying to do. Their scheme. He's literally the perfect fit. Right. He had... I don't know if that team was built around him, probably was, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was built around him. But it was not just built around him. It was built around him and Klay Thompson. They were drafted within two years of each other. Yes. You know what I mean? So, like, it was built around those two guys. And then they got lucky on Draymond. And they got really lucky on Draymond, and then they got – more lucky, I think, on Andre Iguodala. Let's 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 talk about Draymond Green because he is a very polarizing player, and he's got some of the things that I like about people like Draymond who don't have, you know, as much talent. I mean, his biggest talent is his wingspan. He's like six eight, but his wingspan is seven six or something, right? Mm. I think Kawhi Leonard has a similar build. I mean, but you look at Kawhi and you're like that's going to be a good basketball player. You look at Draymond, not so much. Like, he hustles, he plays hard. Why is he so cocky? What does he... Like, hustle players don't tend to be so fucking cocky. Like, rude, obnoxious, fine. You know, uh, do they play with an edge? Yes. Very rarely are they this cocky. Was Dennis Rodman this cocky? I don't think so. No. Draymond's better than Dennis Rodman. Different player. That is a, that's a statement. For a therapist, that is a very outrageous You're statement. right. You're right. I'm definitely stepping outside my therapist role right now. So I'll keep yeah. asking. I'll keep asking questions. Uh, and I have a friend who firmly believes, and I'll, I'll let you, you, you know, step out because I need some other kind of uh, information. There, my friend firmly believes Draymond Green is a top five NBA player which I find to be ludicrous. What do you think? 
I know I'm flipping the script a little bit, but tell me. Well, you're asking you... my advice. You're asking my advice. And I yes. would advise you that Draymond Green is definitely a top 10 player. I never said he wasn't. So there are five better players than Draymond Green. Like, I think LeBron that's pretty James, obvious. LeBron James, Kevin Durant, Kawhi Leonard, Steph Curry, Russell Westbrook are the top five players in my mind in the NBA. Yeah, that's five right there. And then there's Chris Paul, who I think is better than him, right? There's Klay Thompson, who's better than him. And then you could maybe put Draymond Green. But there's at least seven players in my mind who are better than Draymond Green. And I haven't even talked about LaMarcus Aldridge, who is probably the best big man in the game. He, again, he's better on the Warriors than he would be normally. Yes. Because he, because he, they play up his skills. If Draymond was playing the three or the four like on a regular team, they wouldn't be taking advantage of the fact that with him playing the five, they can run a totally different offense because nobody yeah. else is playing him at the five and then running players that can play on a team where he's the five. Yes. So that, and that makes him a lot better than he would be if he was like, he's just like, I feel like he'd be like Jimmy Butler. if He was just a three, you know, Jimmy Butler's good. Yeah. But Jimmy Butler has better handles, right? Probably yeah. Probably a better shooter now than Draymond Green. Yeah. But uh, yeah, what Draymond really brings is on defense. And it's not just his one-on-one -on -one defense that's good. His help defense is probably the best in the league. Yes. Right? You, uh, The closest comparison I can draw is he's kind, not literally like Bruce Bowen, but like he's much smaller than Roy Hibbert. But if you remember like Roy Hibbert on the Pacers in like 2012 – when the Pacers and the Heat would go at it every year and how well Roy Hibbert protected the paint. He's kind of like that, but shorter. So he's not up to Roy Hibbert's level, literally, but he, he does a similar job. He plays very smart help defense. And he can guard on the perimeter, which is where Roy Hibbert couldn't do and why Roy Hibbert's not really a good player anymore because people stopped trying to drive the lane on him and he would be amazing. Right. And he's, you know, he's number two in uh, defensive player of the year every year, but I just don't ever think he's going to be a better defender than Kawhi Leonard. Well, I mean, have you seen Kawhi, Kawhi Leonard? Kawhi Leonard's a freak. Basketball? He's a freak. Yeah. I he's mean, a complete freak, and he works as hard as Draymond Green, but he's just a complete freak. He's like a robot. Right. So. If you were to build a defensive player, it would look like Kawhi Leonard. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. In your NBA, build a player. Right. You would, you know, when you're stretching his arms till he's, yeah, till they're nine feet long, and then you're like laughing about how they like touch the floor. Right. Yeah. It's, that that would be he, Kawhi Leonard. And he has these huge hands. He yeah. Has, like mitts for hands. Like, exactly. He can, and then he's almost like, you know, he's nowhere near Scottie Pippen's level yet, but he'll get there. He'll get there. So our time is running out. How do you think? Going forward, leaving this session, you will try to change what's this problem for you. How, how will you, when you leave think, the session, change? Yeah, this is clearly a multiple session job because I don't think I've improved one bit. I've put it all out there. I've put all my problems. Well, that's the first step. Right. I've literally spelled out every single problem I have with Golden State and how the media buys in too much, how, you know, they've gotten really lucky. They're not paying, you know, I, I haven't bought this point, but they're paying Curry, I think, $11 million a year when he's obviously a max player, right? 
so they're able to sign, you know, Iguodala, they're able to sign Sean Livingston, right? And he's just, this team was built so perfectly and they got so lucky with uh, Draymond Green and Clay Thompson that it's just unbelievable to me. And I don't like how people don't tell that part of the story. Well, that's all the time we have. Wow. This is a therapy session, so I have to cut you off. Okay. But thanks, Uh, and uh, come back next week, Yeah, and we'll continue. Right, when the Warriors are either champions or the Cavs have pulled off the single greatest finals upset ever. Should be fun. Well, listeners, thanks very much. I uh, hope you appreciated this special episode. Please send us some feedback. Let us know what you thought. Uh, And uh, if you have anything to say to Ankit, maybe you can help him out. Also, let us know because he's in a lot of pain right now. Hurting. I'm hurting. Well, that's all for now. I hope you enjoyed. Enjoy the game tonight, and we will see where we are next week.